Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome women in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. This week, we're brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. We're also brought to you by Mr. Bid Auctions. Find out more about them at MrBidAuctions.com. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, just call or text 765-233-2640. Again, that's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. Who do we have on the show today? Today, we have Mary Ellen Bertram, fellow farmlandian and artist. We're supported today by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. What do they have coming up? On September 17th, they're having a virtual luncheon learned entitled Hiring Beyond the Resume. Who's doing that? That'll be Courtney McAuliffe, an experienced HR director, so she knows all about hiring and maybe firing too, if we're honest, <laughs> I would imagine. Currently, hiring great talent is one of the biggest concerns of employers. In addition, they also spend a large amount hiring, more than 4000 on average per job. So why would you want to spend so much time and money on something vital to our team's success while knowing so little about if your efforts will work or not? So attendees are going to learn different interviewing techniques to ensure you are hiring the right person to add to the team. You'll understand behavioral interviewing strategies to hire people beyond their resume, create questions that are important to your organization, and you'll learn how to define who is an ideal candidate for your company team or open position. What's the number one interview question? I don't know. It's what animal would you be? If you could be be? an animal, what would you be? Yeah. What would you be? Well, a friend of mine, Joe Hughes, used to work with him. He said, flying fish. Because they can swim and they can fly. Oh, they're adaptable. They're adaptable. Hmm. Now, I I said a lemur because those... Lemurs are stealthy and sneaky? Correct. Oh, I have always said like a spider monkey because they're cute and they fit in your pocket. And But then sometimes they'll throw poop at you. (laughs) (laughs) Another episode of Talking Poop with Angie. Well, this is our sponsor segment. (laughs) So come on. Sorry, Schaefer. (laughs) All right. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. In the studio today, we have Mary Ellen Bertram, encaustic artist and photographer, which we're going to learn about all encaustic stuff today. Great. Because Great. that's your thing now. That is my thing now, yes. yes. So okay. as a non-artsy, super artsy person, what is encaustic artist? What does that mean? Encaustic basically is a wax medium. It's one of the oldest mediums used that was used that the um, Egyptians actually painted on their sarcophaguses with this. It's a combination of beeswax and damar resin and damar resin is the is the hardening thing so the medium is that and when you add pigment to it in um, watercolor or oil then it becomes encaustic paint oh, okay. and it's just a really fun medium it has a, a it light glows through it and stuff like that and it's really fun to work with now your process do you start with photo that you have taken and printed out in somehow some way there are two different things that i do okay um The photo encaustic is how I got into it because being a photographer and not really thinking I could draw, 
obviously I would take my photographs and there's several different things you can do, but I would create a background using the encaustic paint and maybe some pastels and different things like that. And then I would take a photograph and I would cut pieces out of it and composite it together to create something completely different. You, you print the pieces out on like light paper, like rice paper or tissue paper, and then you embed them in the wax and then create something completely different. There are people who do caustic photography where they actually take a photograph and they glue it to a substrate and then cover it with wax and perhaps do colorizations on it or stuff like that. But I like doing the compositing and creating creating something different than what my photograph started out as. Oh, that's pretty cool. Now, you are an award-winning photographer. Several awards over the years. Yeah. Now, tell me about your career in photography. How'd you you get started? As a child, I always wanted to be an artist. However, my strengths in high school were in the maths and scientists. So I was told to go into engineering, and they kept telling me, no, don't go into art. And I also had parents that were very conservative about getting a degree that you could make money with. Right. So with that, my high school counselor wanted me to be an engineer. And I'm like, no, I have to be an artist. My soul is crying for art. So I went into landscape architecture. Okay. Okay. And in landscape architecture, our first year design prof, he taught us how to use the darkroom because they use cameras as a tool when they're doing their site layouts Mm -hmm. and all that sort of stuff. They probably don't do it anymore. And it's a shame because going into the darkroom is magical. And that's when I said, oh, this is how I can be an artist. I can, this is, this is the answer for me. And so from there, I went to photography school in Canada. In case you didn't know, I am Canadian. And went to a commercial photography school where we used um, medium format cameras, big negatives, all that stuff, learned commercial lighting, all, all that. But then I moved to Indiana, Modoc, (laughs) (laughs) to start with. And um, not too many commercial photographers because photographers need it because you have to remember this was before the internet. Yes. I'm old. So I got a job at People's Photography Studio in downtown Muncie. Okay. uh, Doing senior pictures and weddings. And actually, I was one of the school photographers. So I would go to take school day pictures. Picture day and all that. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, slowly worked into being able to be a wedding photographer. At the same time, I was going to Ball State and did a master's in photojournalism. So I had that background as well. Overeducated and underpaid, I guess you could say. Now, this is all film photography. This is all film photography. Yes, yes. So so quickly tell me about the transition from film to digital for you. For me? Okay, well, I started my own studio after my first child was born. So for years, I used film and digital came along. And when I when they first started introducing it, there weren't any digital cameras. It was all Photoshop. So I would watch seminars and I would go to conventions and see things and realize, you know, this isn't going to happen right away. So I'm okay, but I should keep my eye on the ball and make sure that I don't miss out because it's way too expensive right now. Mm-hmm. And the quality is really bad. I decided I better learn this Photoshop. And I think it was Photoshop 4. I went to a seminar, a week-long thing. It was the advanced class I didn't know (laughs) but by the time it was over the instructor and I went out I bought a new computer he loaded it with Photoshop for me I would get my negative scanned and I would play on negatives before I actually purchased a digital my first digital cam camera was only one megapixel oh wow okay 
I'd used it for fun stuff and playing and art, but I never used it on my customers. I transitioned slowly. It was probably really started using digital was about 2002. Okay. 2003, yeah, That's 2000. still pretty early. That was still, I had, I had a, I had a Canon, I think was my first digital. Went from Canon to Fuji. Fuji then stopped making pro cameras. So they had a Nikon body. So now I shoot the Nikon oh, okay. because the lenses fit. So now I'm all digital. I did go back and do play a little bit in the darkroom and realized, yeah, now. <laughs> because it, because what we call Photoshop was called a digital darkroom, and it's so much easier to uh, go back in your history. You know, you don't end up smelling like vinegar from the chemicals, <laughs> yeah. and you don't have to stand in a red-lit room for hours on end trying to get it right, so it's much more convenient. Well, you are from Canada. I am. Yes. That's where you originated so from. How did you, you live get in here? farmland, Indiana. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, that is correct, sir. <laughs> yes. It's like you didn't already know that, husband. <laughs> so a farmlandian is here. But yes, how did how did you go from Canada to Modoc to I guess farmland? Farmland, the booming metropolis. Right? I know, right? <laughs> Well, it was because of a man. Uh, it's always uh, because of a man. It was because man. of a man. I used to ride horses and show horses. Okay. And while I was going to you uh, doing my undergraduate in Canada, I was living on a farm with some people that traded and bought horses with my ex-father-in-law, my ex-family. And I came down one time to bring a horse for training and met this man. And the rest is history. The rest is history. So that, so we lived in Modoc for a year. Then we moved to farmland and then we bought a house out in the country. I started my business in Winchester. And when my kids started going to Monroe Center, I always wanted to come back to farmland because of what was happening in farmland at the time. You know, my good friends, Jerome and Larry, yes. were... The renaissance of farmland. The renaissance yeah. of farmland. So I was very involved with that and wanted to have my business there. It was going to be more convenient for me with my kids going to Monroe Central. I just wanted to be part of the action. So I moved the business to farmland. Over time, I ended up moving to farmland into my studio <laughs> due to well life, un, uh, life due happens. to life yeah. due to life yeah <laughs> now you do uh travel a lot and a lot you are back to not right Canada. at the moment well, not no, right now. no 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 but <laughs> i'm stuck here someone help me please help me she's trapped i am trapped for but really. before corona you were the world traveler i love uh, that's yeah that's my thing i love to travel and see how different people live and different architecture and just you know just learn more about what's going on in the world it's i've got itchy feet i guess you could say all right well maybe maybe corona will get over it you can yeah, travel i was supposed to, to one of these days I, I can zoom yeah i saw some people that were doing facetime photography did you no see way. did you see any of those no I any didn't. of those videos yeah they were pretty cool you have to teach the person where to stand and you know like wow. teacher, that, but would, it was that co- would be quite the learning curve it, would be, it looked like it could be fun yeah. but yeah i was supposed to be in paris this summer oh, oh wow well actually south of france we were going to photograph the the wild horses of the Camac. Oh, okay. Holy cow. Yeah, yeah. Was, I was really... And, of course, it was we were going to be there during the uh, lavender season mm. as well. So I was going to be there with a, some fellow photographer friends of mine. So has that been pushed off a year or... We hope... Mate, we'll see. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's been... There's like, let's check and see what next year's like and we'll see if we can get it accomplished. But I think there's going to have... <laughs> There's going to have to be a vaccine before anybody from the United States is allowed to go anywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're on, like, all the do not enter lists that's, everywhere in the world. <laughs> that's right. Like, that's, that's not nice, but I don't blame them. I, I don't blame them either. Uh-uh. So we're stuck. So what keeps you in farmland?
homeland. Other than the corona right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have a partner and he still works. And we've been talking about moving. Moving back to Canada um, would be nice. Um, We've also talked about moving to Rochester, New York. Canada's very expensive. So he's a little hesitant, although I'm like... (laughs) Hey, there's trade-offs all over the place, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. But it's cold up there. It's cold here, too. Well, that's true, I suppose. Yeah. It's no cold. There really isn't a whole lot of difference. Not a lot of difference? Okay. Well, tell us about your daughters. My Okay. I have two lovely daughters. There's Bailey. She lives in Toronto. Okay. Has a law degree from Seattle University, where she lived in Seattle for eight years. Lives in Toronto with two dogs and, and seems to be enjoying herself up there. My other daughter, Casey, who... If you're listening, you may know this girl because she's worked in every restaurant she in has. Muncie. <laughs> but yes. right now she works at Savages. Okay. And she has Savages. All right. She okay, is at Savages. Yep. We'll it's have funny. To go in there. Every once in a while, you know, well, before Corona, when we actually could go places, uh, we'd go to a restaurant and we're like, oh, hey there, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's been at Savages for a while now. She lives in Muncie with her dog. Yeah, she's really becoming a Munsonian, like she, part of the texture and yes, yes, culture down here. Yes, she knows she knows a lot of people. Yes. <laughs> she is a very social social, social animal person. Yeah. Awesome. So that's my girls. So as a photographer, did you ever run into any discrimination of being, you know, owning your own business as a woman? Being uh, a woman. Believe it or not, um, when I first got into photography, it was male dominated. There were mm-hmm. very few women photographers, and I actually was in a client conference one time for a girl's wedding and it was mother father and the bride and uh, he actually said well we can't hire we can't hire her she's a woman what does a woman know about photographing a wedding (laughs) (laughs) which is crazy nowadays because all wedding photographers almost all wedding photographers are women Are women photographers. And every, I don't, you know, Matt, I don't know about you, but most of the men that have ever been in my life would not know anything about straightening a bride's dress. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And I just kind of looked and I went, oh, okay. Okay. I think I might know a thing so, or two about it, but yeah, okay. And, and, and it was, it was so male dominated that a lot of times it would be, I got discriminated against well, no, we're going to go with so-and-so for your senior pictures because, you know, he's a man and he lives here. Or oh. he's from here. Oh, yeah. He's from here. So being a Canadian, I, a Canadian oh, woman was the- even worse. <laughs> yeah, Can't trust a- those Canadians. Aren't they supposed to be there. the double nicest whammy. people in the world, Sorry. Right? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Being a female photographer, at there was a time where you'd get crank calls. I would get crank calls from men wanting to have having nude stuff really? done. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was kind of weird. I had a friend tell me, don't put your first name, just put your last name in the phone book. This, huh. was, when, this was when we had when phone books. When we had phone books. Phone books. Yeah. Yeah. And you were high on the list because you were a bee. I was a bee. Yeah, yeah. First, I was first. There you go. <laughs> Especially in farmland. In farmland, exactly. <laughs> Tiny little In the book. Randolph County book, I was the first photographer you ran upon. Well, there you go. And actually probably in in the Delaware County too. Yeah, Winchester, I would imagine probably. probably. Yeah. yeah. So as a photographer who's, we've done weddings with you, or where Matt's doing the DJ and you're the photographer, what's like the craziest thing you've seen at weddings? Like receptions and stuff. <laughs> just just for fun. I've been very fortunate. There's always crazy stuff. And yeah, I usually leave before people get That's really you're, off. You're, we're there until everybody yeah. is like tanked. Now, the weirdest <laughs> photography I ever that I ever was involved with, I actually didn't get to do the wedding. I was hired by a family out of Richmond. And they originally wanted Greg Pyle, who was a friend of mine. And he stopped doing weddings. And he, he would send them all to me. So I did this one. And this one was so disappointed that Greg wouldn't do her daughter's 
Ellen's wedding. So she, all right, I'll let you do. I'll, I'll settle let, for I'll Mary Ellen. I'll settle for Mary Ellen. She came and we discussed some things and uh, what I was going to do and all that. So oh, that sounds great. Well, between the time of the wedding, my father passed away. Now I thought I went home for the funeral. The wedding was going to be the following weekend. I thought that I could handle it and I couldn't. So I called up Greg and asked him, could you possibly do this wedding for me? So I call her up. I said, I have some good news. I have some bad news and some good news. Unfortunately, I can't photograph your wedding, but I have Greg photographing. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> so she lucked out after all. She did. And I'm like, well, you're welcome. <laughs> Anyway, so go to the wedding, and apparently the bride's family detested the groom's family. Oh. And there was a knockdown, drag out fight between the bride's mother and the groom's sister. <laughs> and I asked Greg, Did you get any pictures of it? He said, No. And I'm like, I would have. Yeah, you know, in the something mo- to remember, even that's if right. they. <laughs> and, and so that probably the weirdest wedding I never got to photograph. We stay until the end when everybody is nice and hammered yeah <laughs> not not this year all this the, year no everybody has done everybody's early. out early yeah they don't want to stick around nobody's sticking around partying and all that but we had a one time there was a groom who had to get carried out yeah he had alcohol poisoning they had to carry they had him to out him to, to a car and get him to the hospital it was bad he was drinking straight tequila in the oh, bathroom geez. it was it was not good so uh, it would be no i've had i've had like flower girls faint and, and <laughs> oh, throw up okay. on the altar and stuff like that <laughs> Good times. Yeah, it's lovely. (laughs) And now it's time for the lightning round. Quick questions for quick answers. What's your favorite band or artist? Beatles. Okay. Any any favorite Beatles tune? All of them. All of them. (laughs) (laughs) So so from the early to the late, you like it all. It's kind of a mood thing. Okay. Well, I guess they have a little bit of something for all of your moods. Exactly. Yeah. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Early bird. Really? Yeah. Get up early? Yep. You early birds. I don't understand you guys. <laughs> I don't get up as early as you because I, or, and, and drive on the roads and get really cool morning pictures. I sit in my pajamas and well, drinking coffee. Drink coffee and watching birds. If you follow me right now, all I'm getting are suns, sunrises because Holden's getting up and driving himself. Oh, so I don't right. get the drive. So anymore. he's not driving through three counties anymore to, to <laughs> so take Holden to I'm school. I'm <laughs> photographing the bean field and the sun every day. <laughs> and, so. and kids and whatever yeah, that's the, now and then that's the unfortunate part i have we we know there's sunsets and sunrises but they're really hard to see from my house what's your favorite book marley and me okay anything with animals i didn't know that was a book i just knew the movie yeah yeah me too <laughs> see, i'll say it <laughs> have you ever met anyone famous yes i'm sure you have lauren green Lauren Green. <laughs> Lauren Green. From Bonanza. Yes. I was like, who's that? Also, <laughs> Battlestar Galactica, the yes, first round. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, he was cool. I liked Battlestar Galactica, too. Yeah. Yeah, no, Lauren Green. Okay. Ooh. Nice. <laughs> What's your guilty pleasure? Is it wine? Is it chocolate? <laughs> chocolate, <laughs> wine, trashy television. <laughs> um, Barry Manilow. Okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that is a guilty pleasure. That's something, Yeah. <laughs> Now, I can say the other day uh, we were in the kitchen and I played Coca Cabana and uh, I enjoyed that. So. Yeah. And <laughs> Zeus danced and she made me dance to it. And it was yeah. it was fun. Probably my least Barry Manilow song, favorite Barry Manilow song too. Real hardcore Barry Manilow lovers, they, they don't like that one as much. Do you have a favorite Barry song? Probably I, hmm, Weekend in New England. Okay. okay. All right. 
<laughs> I could have said bread too as a guilty pleasure, but does anybody do if, anybody remember if, bread? Oh, I'm yeah. old. No, or John Denver, he's a guilty pleasure too. Okay. Those three albums my mom had. I'm <laughs> sure she did. I know who John Denver is. <laughs> I'm sure she did have them. <laughs> she probably still does somewhere. No, she gave them to me. Oh. I have them right now. I've got the bread, the you know greatest hits bread. Are those the, the records that she just gave us the yes, other day? Oh, the okay. John Denver and the. Well, I don't have any Barry, Barry Manilow though. I would like that. All right, I can. I'll hook Can't you up. Can't smile without you. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite movie? Singing in the Rain. Ooh, nice. A musical. Of course. You like okay. musicals? I love musicals. Oh. Have you seen Hamilton on Dis- well, Disney? Well, that's Plus? my other. Uh, no, no, on Disney Plus, no, because I'm not. Yeah. No, six ninety nine. Come on. <laughs> well, <laughs> I had tickets to see Hamilton in Toronto for oh. April. Oh. I was Ouch. taking my daughter Bailey there for her birthday. Oh. I did not get to go. Ouch. What's your hidden talent? Everybody knows you're good at photography. You don't have one? Or she does. She doesn't want she to doesn't say it. She doesn't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. Dog I mean, training. Dog training. Oh, you can dog train? No. <laughs> <laughs> can you train my dog not to pee on my floor? Yes. Ugh, I might take you up on that. No, I don't know. I'd love that to be I'd love that to be my hidden talent. I have I have taken both my dogs to lots of dog training classes and You have, you have two the of the most rung, r- rambunctious dogs <laughs> that yeah. I know of. Yes, I do. <laughs> You'd think they would be trained better, right? No. <laughs> So obviously that is not a hidden talent. I don't believe I have a hidden talent. I pretty much let everything see. Everybody see everything. Okay, what you see is like what I you can't get. tie a cherry stem with my tongue or anything like that. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> Do you sing in the shower? Yes. Okay. Do you sing in the car? Yes. All, all of the above. Do you sing the Beatles? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I just throw that in. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Oh. Okay. Or Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Well, that's the Battlestar Galactica, I thought you were going to say Star Trek for sure, but I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about because I don't watch any of those. <laughs> did you see Star Wars when it first came out? I did. In the theater and everything. In the theater, yes. I stood in line for an hour waiting to see. You Were Were you born yet? No. I didn't well, think no, so. Yes, I was born, you but I was three years born. old, so yeah. I couldn't go see it. Yeah. I And the, the funny thing is I had all the action figures up until 1981 when I finally saw Empire Strikes Back. So I didn't, what I was playing with, I didn't know how you it all together. You didn't know who they together. were? <laughs> yeah, but it's VHS wasn't there. It's It was just in the movie theaters and then it went away. But did your brother know who they, like he had seen them, right? I think he, he had saw them. But then when Empire Strikes Back, I mean, that changed everything for the 80s kids because it was like, that's what the greatest movie ever. You know, the biggest twist of the, of, of the decade was yes. right then. I was like two years old. <laughs> you know what was what was really weird, and I was watching the Daily Show last night, and he okay. was they were, they got talking about Star Wars, and because he was he, this guy that he was talking to, they were talking about Star Wars. Now he's watching them with his son, and and he was asked, "Are you watching them in order, starting with Phantom Menace? I think that's the way it goes. Yeah, right? one, two, two three, three, four, five, six, and seven, eight. four, which we knew as Star Wars, mm-hmm. is A New Hope. Yeah, that's the first one, and I never knew that it was just star wars right. episode four <laughs> episode four but when exactly. you're watching when it's the original it's just it's, it's just, just star, star wars, wars. Yeah. yeah may the force be with you <laughs> what's your most used emoji on your phone the one that goes <laughs> for those in radio <laughs> i know it's radio sorry <laughs> in podcast land how do you what, describe you, what it? is that emoji called with the screwed up face like wow i didn't get that oh okay. there you go there you go <laughs> yeah that's a good description of it <laughs> 
Well, thank you so much for being our guest today. Well, thank you for asking me. This was kind of fun. No problem. Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. Bye. Bye. We're also brought to you today by Mr. Bid Auctions. Find out more at mrbidauctions.com. What do you know about Mr. Bid? Well, I know that you love Mr. Bid Auctions. I do. I love them too. They're great people over there, but I happen to be a minimalist. That's fine. That's fine. You can be a minimalist. My but family you may be, is you maximalist. May be, <laughs> you may be looking for something or maybe just something you usually buy. Well, that's true. But they have store returns and things like that. Yes. That are a little bit cheaper than buying at retail, and it's a great deal. Yeah, and I understand, and I I like that. Like, if there's stuff that we're going to use anyway, yes, let's buy it from Mr. Bed Auctions because that's awesome and great and fabulous. But my husband likes to just say, hmm, what cool stuff do they have today? And this last auction, they had a Gryffindor from the Harry Potter series. I am aware. Kids robe. Yes. We have a six-year-old who you are now currently been, reading. Yes. We are reading Harry Potter every night. We're on book two so far. We've been We've reading watched for a while. all the movies with her. Now we're so. reading the books. It's very exciting. And she, I, I give you this. She will love you. You will be the best dad in the world. Proving once again why dad is the best and mom is not always the best. So, yeah. It's yeah. going to be great. And this Halloween... There's no need to go to Party City or anything because I have an entire box of Halloween makeup, Halloween hairspray, (laughs) Halloween this, Halloween that. Because after Halloween, I think it was probably around the first of the year before Corona and all that. Yeah. There was an auction. They had all the Halloween stuff for very cheap prices. You thought you were buying like a box. Yeah. I bought a small box. I bought bought almost a crate. (laughs) (laughs) You bought a lot. So if anybody needs Halloween makeup. If you need some green makeup, I got you covered. We got you covered. It's great. And Mr. Bid Auctions has you covered too because they're awesome. You never know each week what they're going to have. So go on to their website, check it out, and bid. MrBidAuctions.com. You're always a winner. With Mr. Bid. And now, another segment of my favorite thing to do on podcast. Your favorite. Play a game. Not, yes. Not. I don't like games. I know you. You, you don't like games. Do you, which one do you like, dislike the most? Playing games or talking about poop? On talking the about poop. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. We're not doing that, except for we just did. Thank goodness. <laughs> I'm going to get you off this poop topic. No. Like, it's who I am. It's in my DNA. I come by it honest. I cannot not talk about it. This is the same person that would probably see poop and start gagging. And, oh, oh ooh, yes. Ooh. It's, I am also the same person. I don't want to see toilet paper on the TV, like advertised <laughs> like on TV. I hate the bear commercials on TV. I think they're gross and terrible. But I will talk about poop all day long. Yes, I know. I am. What is it? I am a paradox. You are a paradox chicka. I am. Look it up. <laughs> Anyway. anyway, all right. So you've heard the game, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Yes. From yes. forever and ever ago. I well, remember that show on this box called a TV. A thing called a TV. Well, this quiz from our people at quizzes.com oh. was designed for 10-year-olds. Okay. Can you pass it? I'm ready. I have faith in you. I think you can. Which of the seven dwarves did not have a beard? Grumpy, oh, oh, um, sneezy, dopey, or bashful? Dopey. Ding, ding, ding. Thank Correct. Thank you. Good job. What is the capital of New Zealand? I don't think you'll know this because just yesterday we were talking about New Zealand and you said it was Australia. And they're close together, but they're not the same country. So, No, what, no, they're uh, New Zealand's an island off the coast of Australia. Yes. Anyway. But what's the capital? Yes, I'll give you multiple choice. Okay, go. Hamilton, Wellington, 
Christchurch or Auckland? I'm going to say Christchurch because it was in the news. Uh, Wellington. Wellington. I thought it was Auckland, so I got it wrong, too. What's that uh, thing you can get, a beef Wellington? Yes. That's Do you think it's named after that place? or I don't know. I am not smarter than a 10-year-old. Well, I'm not smarter than that question. All right, next one. Next one. What is the largest ocean in the world? Arctic, Indian, Pacific, Atlantic. That is a trick question, so I'm going with Arctic. Pacific. Really? Yep. Okay. Well, that's obvious. I would have said Pacific, but I thought it was a trick I question. I thought so, so, too. When I was going through these, I was like, oh, I bet it's the Indian, because I think that's a trick question, but no. No, it's, it's small. It's over there by Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, closer to Australia than here, maybe. That is correct. <laughs> okay. How many years ago did dinosaurs go extinct? How many years ago? Yeah. A lot. A lot, yes. Was it 14 million, 9 million, 128 million, or 65 million? Mm. Gonna go with one. 14. Uh, Dang. 65 million. Okay. Now, if you grew 14 up- million just seems like yesterday. 9 million seemed way too close. Well, you need to go a little bit further. 65 million million. years. What chess piece can only move diagonally? Pawn, bishop, queen, or knight? I don't know. I'll say knight. I thought you knew how to play chess. I thought I was smarter than a 10th grader. (laughs) No. 10-year-old. 10-year-old. A third grader, probably. Uh, Bishop. Okay. I didn't play chess. I played checkers. That's why. I hate checkers. Checkers is terrible. All right. Because it takes strategy. Yeah, I don't like it. Well, so is chess, I guess. I think chess takes more strategy than checkers, I would imagine. What is the name for trees that keep their leaves all year round? Evergreen. Good. I didn't even have to give you choices on that one. Good job. Ding, ding, ding. That makes sense because they're evergreen. It's kind of like content. Ooh. Oh. That's digital marketing. There you you go. All right. Next question. Which country invented tea? England, India, China, or Italy? India. What? That's Don't what I thought China. too. It was China. Uh, <laughs> they made the fireworks and spaghetti. I thought. They, apparently, they made everything because they've been around longer than ever. Longer than everybody. Longer else. than the dinosaurs. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm just kidding. What planet is closest to the sun? Mr. Meteorologist should Mercury. Yes, good job. Not even you. giving you choices. How many zeros are in the number one million? Mm, three, three, three. That's nine. Oh, I'll wait. say nine. Hold on. I didn't give you options. Okay. Eight, six, five, seven. Eight. What? Six. Three, three, and three. Oh, because that's too many? I don't know. I'm just telling you what quiz is. One million? Yeah, in a million. Okay, maybe quiz.com is telling me wrong. It's probably <laughs> right. I'd have to Google it. <laughs> okay. Do polar bears live in the Arctic or Antarctic? Arctic. Good job. Ding, Thank ding, you. ding. Which artist painted the Mona Lisa? Degas, Da Vinci, Monet, or Van Gogh? What was the first one? Edgar Degas, Leonardo Da Vinci, Claude Monet, Vincent Van Gogh. I'm going to say Da Vinci. That's probably wrong, but I'll you say You know what? It. I forgot to write down the answer. <laughs> so we don't know. Google that real fast. Alexa, who painted the Mona Lisa? Da Vinci! Yes. Thank All you, right. Alexa. Thank you, Alexa. <laughs> So are you smarter than a 10-year-old? Absolutely not. I think you're like half and half with a 10-year-old. I'm about half and half, yeah. But, man. Maybe if this 10-year-old was from New Zealand, that's how they knew the <laughs> those que- that <laughs> question. Anyway, maybe we're below average of a 10-year-old. How about that? 
Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at GoneBoss.com or hashtag GoneBoss. We're on Instagram at GoneBoss2K or you can find us on Facebook just by searching GoneBoss. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. Also, join the conversation in our Facebook group. Just search Gone Boss and hang out with us. If you like what you hear today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcast. Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at SchaeferLeadership.com. We're also brought to you by Mr. Bit Auctions. Find out more about them on MrBitAuctions.com. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has Gone Boss. Gone Boss.